Hi, welcome to today's episode on common misconceptions about cancer. I'm Anna Hopper, and this podcast is brought to you by Nutrition to Remission. At Nutrition to Remission, our goal is to inform people about the correlation between cancer and nutrition and help them take their health into their own hands. Now, before we begin, I just want to put it out there that I am not any kind of doctor or expert on this topic. My journey with cancer began two years ago when my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer. Never having been a smoker, her diagnosis at 44 was extremely frustrating and scary for our entire family. So my goal is just to inform you with the facts that helped and made sense for our family because when she was diagnosed, we found that the resources available in Western culture just didn't add up. It didn't make sense for us. So my goal is only to inform other people of what helped us along the way and not to force you into doing anything. In most of Western culture, cancer has become an all-too-familiar evil invader. Almost all of us know someone afflicted by cancer or even have been afflicted ourselves. Fear of this invader causes many people to rush into surgery, chemo, radiation, etc. without even thinking things through. It's just become this idea that if you have cancer, you need to rush right away into treatment. And yet the reality is that most of the time, you have more time than you think. This immense fear keeps people from investigating more about the root of the problem. They feel like they're in a time crunch, and the fear, in combination with a lack of widespread information on other options and what cancer really is, keeps people from solving the real problem and asking the question, why do I have cancer in the first place? Now, most of the time, when a patient gets a diagnosis of cancer, their oncologist tells them it's not their fault. They often blame their cancer on genetics, outside factors, environment, and things outside of your control. But here's the truth. Cancer isn't just caused by one stroke of bad luck. It's caused by many different, a plethora of different factors all contributing to your immune system not being what it should be. The difference between a person with cancer and a person without cancer is only their immune system because everyone has cancer in their body. I have cancer, you have cancer, everyone around us has cancer cells in their body, but the problem is only when those cancer cells build up to form a tumor and build up to the point where your body can't control them. So really the question is, why why is your immune system malfunctioning? What happened to your immune system to keep it from being able to control your cancer? Chris Wark uses a very helpful analogy in his Square One Healing Cancer Coaching Program. He compares your body to a giant automobile factory. Think of your mouth as the entrance to the factory, and your um, digestive tract as a giant conveyor belt transporting the food you eat all the way down to your anus. Now, you have workers, your cells, that help break down the food along the conveyor belt and reassemble all the nutrients in the food all around your body and putting them in where they go. Their help supplying food to your other cells, muscles, tissues, and bones, and basically the goal of this whole factory is just to keep your body up, alive, running, and healthy. However, now imagine a factory that is open 24 hours a day. The assembly line never stops, and the factory workers just continue to put more and more parts into the factory. Suddenly, your cells are overworked and exhausted. There's just too much coming in for them to handle. Chaos arises, and garbage piles up. Problems arise, and there just isn't enough cells, there's enough workers to keep up. Your immune system is running around trying to solve all these problems, and then suddenly when there's a couple cancer cells here and there, they don't have time to take care of those cancer cells. They just have to keep going trying to deal with bigger problems. So suddenly you have those cancer cells 
nice and benign at first, just small, not doing anything, but all of a sudden they're multiplying and multiplying and your immune system can't ever keep up because they're still trying to deal with all this garbage that you're putting into your body. And so essentially over time a tumor builds and then all of a sudden your cancer is out of control and that's when it gets dangerous. All because your factory is open all the time and there's just too much going on for your body to handle. Now we are the factory owner. We have control of what goes in our mouth in the first place, what we feed our own body to go down that conveyor belt, and we can control whether or not it's going to pile up to garbage or whether it's going to be the nutrients that keeps our body, body running. So really what it comes down to is what are you feeding your body? Because if you're feeding your body junk, then your body's going to get overwhelmed and overrun and there's just it's not going to be able to keep up and that's that's when cancer happens now of course there's other factors involved but a major piece of it is are you feeding your body what it needs to be to thrive to be successful or are you just overloading it and keeping your immune system busy with stuff that it shouldn't even have to deal with if you were feeding it good food once again, in Chris Work's Square One Healing Cancer Coaching Program, he states, and I quote, Many researchers believe that less than 5% of cancer is genetic and that 70% is caused by diet, lifestyle, and environment, which leaves 25% of cancers caused by unknown factors. So 70% has almost everything to do with you. That's huge. Chris Work goes on to say that in the Western medical community, there's just this belief that cancer is linear and that there's nothing you can do to stop it. Once your body is afflicted with cancer, it's not going to be able to heal itself. The Western community believes that really the only way to treat cancer is to compare it like a train. Like, think of it as a train. So it's this train, it's raging, it's raging, and the only way to stop it is to blow up the tracks in front of it. And so that's how Western medicine treats cancer. They blow up the tracks through chemo or radiation or whatever and destroy a lot in the process, but just with the end goal of somehow stopping this cancer. However, there's even Western community admits that there are there is scientific evidence that proves that the body can heal cancer. Um, it's called spontaneous remission, and it's actually a medically documented fact that even the Western even Western medicine accepts spontaneous remission and there's just a big compilation of medical journals and people's own testimonies where people have not done surgery not done chemo not done radiation and yet gone from stage four cancer to totally cancer free all on their own through nutrition and all other alternative um, therapies what a, a lot of what's so complex about the problem of cancer is that the people around us, like the big oncologists and hospitals around us, seem to carry this belief that when you get cancer, you can do chemo, you can do radiation, you can do the treatments that the hospitals are will give you, but other than that, cancer is out of your control. There's nothing you personally can do to fight your cancer. Yet, looking at it from a practical standpoint, it just doesn't make any sense. What you eat is you. What you eat goes into your body, makes up your cells, helps support or fight your immune system. So basically, if you're eating to help your immune system, then you're, how is that not going to help? Because your immune system's just going to be stronger and it's just going to fight off those cancer cells. Yet, there's still this false reality that, oh, it doesn't matter what I eat because there, it, it comes down to only if the treatment works. It doesn't matter what I eat. All I need to do is do these cancer treatments. So what's complex about the problem is just convincing people that they have control over their own health and convincing them that it's up to them whether or not they're going to survive a lot of the times. I mean, cancer and 
can be treated with chemo and radiation, and, and sometimes, a lot of times, it does work, but nutrition in combination with that is only going to improve your odds, and so it's just comes down to convincing people that they have control over their own health and that they need to take responsibility for what they're putting into their body and realize that they can make a difference on whether or not they survive. Thanks for listening. Hopefully that helped give you hope that you have control over your own body and you can control your cancer with just everyday eating what you put into your body. Um, In the next episode, we will be talking about the science about more of the science behind what we talked about today and then also starting to give you ideas on what you can eat to fuel your immune system and what you shouldn't be eating that would knock down your immune system so i'm anna hopper and this broadcast podcast was brought to you by nutrition to remission and thanks again hopefully we'll see you next episode